everyone, Ryan here. Just want to give a quick update about the podcast and let you know about a few of the things that we have coming up. First of all, thank you so much for all of your continued support. and Thank you for everybody that's reached out and asked how Cam is doing and has encouraged Cam. It's meant the world to him. It's meant the world to me and everybody that's been along with him on his cancer journey. And second of all, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast as we navigate some crazy times. With so much going on, we have done our best to keep you updated, and we hope that you've enjoyed the content we've been putting out. And as things start to settle down, we're really looking forward to doing more. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. We can't wait for you to listen and enjoy. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Ray. And today we're going to be talking a lot about Howard Wood Relays. It was a phenomenal meet. Cam, one word to describe it. Maybe I'll give you two. What would you use? Uh, met expectations. Didn't exceed, just met expectations? Okay, exceeded expectations. <laughs> It was the meet. I mean, we were we were talking about it last episode a little bit. You know, it's like we don't really know where the you know the state is at, where athletes are at. You know, we've seen, you know, we have kind of an idea, but we don't really know. We haven't really seen you know that that big competitive meet yet. And you know, Howard Wood came and brought the heat. You know, in the sprints, the the field events, and in the distance. So you know, everybody really brought their A game, and you know, a couple weeks now till. The conference and state meets, you know, maybe chance to reset and get a little more training in. But uh, we finally got some some storylines, some excitement, some things to to get pumped up about. So, yeah, it felt like it's been a long time for this season to start to develop and, like you said, get interesting. Maybe it was a storyline in itself trying to beat the weather, but to actually have results on paper, to have performance lists, to see some shifts in the all time rankings. That got me pretty excited, kind of lit the spark again, you could say. And so here we are about to discuss everything that's going on at Howard Wood. Now, before we do that, Cam, quick update. How are you feeling this week? Feeling much better this week. Yeah, it's kind of a a day-to-day, week-to-week sort of thing, but this week's been good, feeling good. And uh, yeah, taking, taking the good days when I get them, so. Good, good. Yeah, I know everybody appreciates getting a little update from you, so. We're, we're really glad to hear that you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ryan. And uh, still cold. Uh, shaved head. You're still chilly. Have you found any ways to, to keep the heat? And even, I mean, just this, just a baseball cap does the trick, honestly. It's kind of crazy how uh, how a little bit of coverage can provide that much more uh, more heat. But, you know, things are warming up. It's nice and sunny today here in Fargo. So, um, letting the letting the bald head breathe a little bit, so. Yeah, just don't get a sunburn, okay? Yeah, yeah, actually. (laughs) Can we get you a bucket hat, prairie track and field bucket hat? Oh, that would be that would be amazing. I know bucket hats were like twenty eighteen, but if you uh if you want a embroidered prairie track and field podcast button bucket hat, 
let us know. Drop it in the comments or the reviews somewhere. We'll we'll see what we can do. That might be the that might be the next thing. Perfect. I mean, I, I do think Ryan, yeah, maybe maybe bucket hats are, you know, a little, you know, out uh, what would be the word, outdated or whatever, but not at track meets. I don't know. Maybe it's just the uh I should count at the next track meet how many bucket hats I see. There's just it's certain things. Yeah, there's just certain things that stick around a little bit longer in the track world. Um, and bucket hats is one of them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk Howard Wood. Right. We had a crazy weekend at the Howard Wood Dakota Relays. A record 32 records were broken. That was a record in itself, how many records got broken. But I think the final total was 32. A uh, little tricky to tell. Howard Wood kind of jumped around and when they posted things, and they kind of went out of order. You could tell they maybe had drafted a few posts and posted them later than others. But besides the point, it was a huge weekend as it seemed like almost any time any event stepped on the track, there was a really good chance that we were going to see a new all-time record set. Down in Sioux Falls, you know, I think there was a little bit of concern that there was going to be some weather coming in. And uh, uh, I saw that they had went to like a rolling schedule, but... Uh, seems like everything, you know, the weather stayed cooperated enough to to let, you know, let the kids cook, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Ryan, what was like, uh, where where should we even start? I mean, like you said, 32 records broken. You know, we could, we basically have our pick of where we could start. I think we should start. I mean, we mentioned it a little bit last week. It was one, one of the storylines that we were kind of excited about uh, even before this weekend. Uh, the legacy boys sprints team uh, you know they we had seen that they've been you know kind of dominating the the performance list so far within the state um, in terms of their 100 200 and 400 meter sprinters um, they decided to join forces and really give uh, some of those relays the four by one four by two and four by four a big shot so what what kind of just tell us what happened well, first of all, I think we need to take a moment to appreciate how great this quartet of sprinters is. You know, we think about the arguments of greatest of all time in basketball. That's the number one, right? Jordan and LeBron. And sometimes they say, you don't truly appreciate how good they were until they're done playing. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to miss just how good this quartet of sprinters is, especially together. You know, individually, they've had really solid marks this season, but Let's start four by one. At the beginning of this season, the state record was 42.21 by century. 2017, Bismarck Century ran 42.21 seconds in the four by one. That has since been lowered to 41.5, almost three quarters of a second in less than one season. We still have weeks to go, and we know that there's a lot of records that get broken at our state meet, too. Yeah. So, Number one, insane. So they've lowered the four by one state record by a considerable amount and expect that to be a, a tough record to break. Down the road, 30 years from now, when we're talking about hardest records in the book, that could be one of them. Okay. Four by two, beginning of the season. Once again, Bismarck Century, a team from 2018, had the state record overall 127.74. These boys from Bismarck Legacy ran 126.05 this weekend. That is one and three quarter second, 1.7 seconds 
is what they've shaved off that in one season. Okay? Four by four. They just barely get it done. Because an untouchable record, or at least one that we thought was going to be around for a while, Bismarck Century from 2014, led by none other than Landon Yoakum. That was kind of an all-star team. Yoakum, Richter, uh, Dom Niemeyer, Andrew Steinwand, I think was the fourth. You know, really, really great athletes that went on to have good collegiate careers. They ran 318.96. And we get a group from Legacy that maybe we hadn't even thought of as 400 runners prior to this weekend. They go 318.95. So they break the overall state record by a hundredth of a second. So in one weekend, Legacy walks away with three Dakota Relays titles and have established new records in the 4x1, 4x2, and 4x4. And if that doesn't scream greatness, I, I don't know what does. Man, that very well said, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, that I, – I mean – we were we were teammates with a lot of those guys that had the had the four by four record previously. So you know, I feel like we heard about you know they like talking about how good they were and, and they were you know I mean like you said Landon Yoakum was you know state record holder uh, went on to be the NDSU you know school record holder uh, in the open four hundred you know uh, regional qualifier you know so like excellent excellent athlete um, and yeah we had last week we didn't really even like talk about the four by four, you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, we, we see the hundred and the 200 legacy right now is the top three times in the 200 meters and uh, four of the top five in the hundred meters. So, I mean, that just screams like they're going to have a good relay, but you know, it is maybe a little bit silly of us to overlook the, the 400. They still have two of the top five times individually in the open 400 meters, you know, so I mean, maybe maybe we're setting the standard of like, oh, to be to be a, a record-setting relay, you have to have four, you know, guys who are top in the state. You know, no, usually usually you're looking at like, you know, like if you have one one guy who's the top runner in the state, or two guys who are top, you know, ten in the state, you're gonna have a record-setting, you know, relay team. You know, and they got they got two two in the four, three in the two, and like we like we've said, you know four guys in top five in the hundred meters. So yeah, um, man. Yeah. They're, they're the real deal. No question. So, and to, let's name them, you know, Reese snow, Dylan McLaughlin, Talon Farland, Nathan Mathern, and then Caden craft stepped in on that record breaking four by four, a junior from legacy. So, you know, five guys are responsible for those three records. So really, really impressive. I also just want to give a shout out to Fargo South. They did some work in the relays this weekend too. So on the, Fargo South, 127.79 in the 4 by 2 That's third all time. So big shout out to them. Only five hundredths of a second behind the second all-time mark. So the Fargo South boys are hot on the heels in the records books. So we'll see if they can improve that a little bit at the state meet or at conference or whatever they're going to race next. And then the 4 by 4 they ran 320.11. And that's fourth all-time in North Dakota history. So Fargo South... Uh, Bruins stand up we see you uh, you are just unfortunate to have also run at the same time as the best sprinters in history so hey but I mean a lot of a lot of season left Ryan you know I mean that's uh, what's better than having uh, an all-star team having another all-star team to like compete against so I mean that's that's what we're talking about like championship season to come the state meet you know the conference meets and stuff there's there's teams that are that are there that are looking at legacy and how great would it feel for the Fargo Souths or the, the West Fargo Cheyennes of the world to say, 
yeah, we, we beat that team at the state meet or we, you know, they set this, the state record earlier in the season, but then we beat them and we broke it later in the season. So there's a lot of, Oh man, the, the storylines there in the sprints and the relays oh spicy. It's good. And I mean, all it takes is one drop a ton, right? And look, yeah. look no further than the U.S. men's four by one. Oh. One of one of the most disappointing teams of almost all time. And the fact that they're always ranked number one, they they do have the four best sprinters in the world typically, yeah. and then they just show up and they can't get the stick around. So it just takes one missed handoff, one fumble, you name it. Um, although I will say I can't remember if it's four by one or four by two, but I I heard that Legacy may have even fumbled a handoff a little bit this weekend. So they've Excellent. like they've got they've got room to improve. Everybody has room to improve, but mm. the relays just they carry something different because there is just that slim margin of error that can make or break an entire event. Yeah, they they literally carry something different. It's called a baton, Ryan. Like, <laughs> nice. Okay, we we're moving on. <laughs> Damn, four by eights were also good. We talked four by one, four by two, four by four, but let's not forget about the four by eight. Tell us about what we saw this weekend because there was some. Overall state record, not overall state records broken, but uh, overall top 10 that got jumbled up a bit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, man, four by eight, you know, I, one of those events that I wish, you know, I, you kind of hear a lot in the college sphere. It would be great if there was like a four by eight, like a distance relay uh, in college, especially outdoors, because man, a lot of, a lot of drama that can happen in the four by eight. But, uh, and when you have a team <clears throat> going back to cross country season, like Bowman County, that was, you know, just dominant on the cross country course, you know, your, your kind of next, you know, thought as you move into track season uh, is, you know, they'll probably have a really good four by eight. And sure enough, you know, they went down to Howard relays and seven fifty seven ninety four. 94. We don't have as, we don't have access to very extensive like class B lists, Ryan, uh, but the, Class B state meet record is 80229. Uh, so to have run the time under that meet record already for Bowman County, I'm sure that's something there for sure eyeing up. Um, so Bowman County boys, four by eight, one to watch. Red River girls, four by eight, 92701, six all time in, uh, in Class A state history. So uh, the Red River girls are, uh, you know, we, we saw them, you know, during cross country season as well, you know, uh, kind of, you know, second, second this past season and the season before at, at the state meet and, uh, you know, Red River girls, you know, we haven't really seen their distance, you know, with the exception of the last few years, you know, it's kind of a renaissance of their girls distance program. Uh, and so, you know, the four by eight, you know, is, is shown the depth and, you know, they have, uh, some individuals who are just absolutely crushing it right now. Just yesterday, um would have been Monday at the Fargo Rotary. Lauren Dosh ran 212.95 in the 800. Uh, that is sixth all time in Class A history. Class A history, uh, and six seconds faster than the next fastest athlete in the state right now. So I mean, when you got, like I was saying, you know, usually if, if you have one stud uh, like that, you know, you're looking at, you know, setting some pretty good good relay times, but you know it's a relay. You got to have the full team. You got to have all four people there. So, um, mm -hmm. and yeah. one thing that I love about that relay too, is, you know, who else is in that lineup? Um, well, it's Emily Nelson, Morgan Hartsey, Lauren Dosh, and then Jossie Schiller, uh, 
who, if you remember Jossie Schiller from, you know, March, she was the class A girls basketball tournament MVP. She's a basketball commit to UND. And you just don't see a lot of D1 basketball players being really good at the 800. You know, most of them are sprinters or high jumpers or something like the fast twitch. Uh, And I know she's got that speed because she's ran like 58 something before, but uh, just athletes. We've got four athletes, four distance runners, but more importantly, they're very talented elsewhere too. So shout out to Red River, the my alma mater. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, a lot of love from uh, for Red River uh, from your side of the mic. (laughs) uh and finally for the four bites bismarck boys uh 757 01 just ahead of bowman county do you know if they were in the same race ryan at howardwood they were uh, not no there was a there was a class b a class a and a class double a yeah that would have been a good one to see uh bowman versus the the bismarck boys but regardless um, Bismarck boys, you know, anytime that kind of eight minute barrier, I feel like anytime you break that eight minute barrier, that that's pretty impressive. Uh, hasn't, hasn't happened too many times, uh, in state history. So yeah, that's, that's what we got on the four by dates. Sweet. Um, moving on, we're going to go to some individual events. We had obviously Dakota relays, a lot of good relays and Hopefully in the future too, we'll see some North Dakota winners and like the the mixed four by four and the D med and some of those fun ones. Individually though, uh, you know, I'll I'll set this one up. You can talk a little bit more on it, but Quinn Rail enters the top ten all time in the sixteen hundred. He goes four fourteen twenty two, takes second place behind generational talent Simeon Birnbaum, who's the youngest American to break four minutes in the mile. And I got to watch Simeon race at Drake Relays. He ran really well there. Followed it up with a good performance at Howard Wood. But he's not the one we're talking about. It's Quinn. Just tell us a little bit what you've seen over the years that Quinn has done really well to put himself now in uh, the history books. Yeah. I mean, just I feel like at the risk of sounding like cliche, uh, you know, just like consistency. You know, he's been he's been running for as long as I can remember, you know, and, you know, starting in seventh grade, you know, has always kind of been in a position on his team where he's, he's had to kind of be that guy, you know, been a scorer on the cross country team for, for plenty of years. And, you know, just hasn't let, hasn't let a whole lot phase him, you know, from my perspective, you know, he's just very consistent in his, and how he carries himself. And, you know, this year it's, you know, we saw it click a little bit in cross country and, and now the times are kind of coming, uh, in on the track. So, uh, cool to, cool to see him get, uh, into that top 10 list. You know, it was kind of an interesting weekend for him. You know, he was in that special 800, uh, he ran 155, which wasn't a PR, you know, I think he was a little disappointed, but he really went for it against, you know, Simeon Birnbaum and, uh, there's some other studs in that race too. And, really put himself in a position to, you know, if he had had the legs the last 100, 150 meters, you know, uh, to run, you know, a pretty impressive time, but didn't quite have it. Came back in the two mile a couple hours later uh, and just gutted out, you know, an eighth place finish, you know, again, not a PR. And then came back the next day and, you know, could have, could have just kind of phoned it in, you know, he had two tough races, but uh, you know, and he's racing, 
one of the, the best athletes in the nation, you know, currently burn bomb and, uh, and it could have just sat back and just let him take it. But, um, you know, put a, like, like I was saying, just like, just seemed like he ran a, a really smart race, you know, positioned himself well, you know, let, let Simeon do his thing to a certain extent. Um, but didn't race scared of him, you know, put himself in a position to, to close hard and, and get that PR and, you know, 14, man, that's very impressive. So yeah. What was, what was your high school best? We don't have to talk about it. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Okay. I I think it was like 417. That sounds right. I was going to say, obviously it wasn't faster because you'd be in the top all 10, uh, top 10 all time, but no, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool to have some pretty fast 1600 runners in the family. Yeah. Well, I still have the, I still have the family record. I'll say that at least, you know, so it's got a little ways to go to break the, the rail family mile record, but I think that'll happen sooner rather than later. <laughs> We're going to keep moving. Uh, how about let's just touch on another boys distance race. That was pretty impressive. Owen Sondag in the 3,200 runs nine fifteen ten. He took second at the meet, but it's best in the state by 12 seconds. So a really impressive race for him. He's someone that I feel like is that word consistency. Uh, maybe we haven't seen it necessarily in the races, but I think just his training and his progression, you would definitely say that he's been a guy that's been around for a long time and has been getting the job done. So it's cool to see him get a, a race like that and crush it at Howard Wood. Yeah. I mean, he, he ran well, uh, in that, <clears throat> in that mile too, in that same Howard Wood mile, uh, dipped under 420. You know, if you remember uh, a couple years back when he was a freshman, you know, he also ran under 420 at the EDC meet, and which is just, you know, extremely, extremely impressive. So, um, yeah, I think to this point, you know, I'm not really sure. I mean, like we were saying, you know, weather or whatever, you know, we just didn't really know who was, who was out there, who was, who was running. You know, and and to see Owen run nine fifteen in the two mile, you know, he's you know, he's there. He's 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 ready to rock and roll. And, you know, I feel like most most seasons, you know, you see kind of like the nine thirty being that top time in the state. Uh so to see somebody uh dip under nine twenty, you know, he's he's a he's a real contender for that two mile title. And uh, you know, we'll see if anybody else can can kind of match him. Uh so yeah. Set, setting himself kind of uh, up there uh, to be that that target in the two mile for sure. So another name that we mentioned last week that you shouldn't be surprised to hear her name this week, Kelsey Belquist. And I want to first start off with 300 hurdles. She takes home the individual title, 42.87 seconds. And she looked really, really good in her race and won by a decent margin. So shouldn't surprise you there, but What's even better is when we look ahead to a couple other races that she was in. Let's start with the 100 hurdles, and we got to see Clash of the Titans, Kelsey Belquist, CCD bomb going uh, blow for blow. And so we saw Kelsey Belquist in that prelim. She ran 1440 to CCD bombs 1452. So we see the Class B runner just ahead uh, 1452 from CC. So Kelsey wins the prelim. And then we go to the finals. It's a little bit closer, but Kelsey still comes on top 1426 to 1429 from CC. And first of all, just a phenomenal race between the two of them. But Kelsey Belquist shaved 
something like a half second off of her PR, maybe even a little bit more throughout the weekend. So she is a force to be reckoned with. And we mentioned how we don't have a very good uh, class B girls all-time list. We only have a class A one. On the boys' side, we have A and we have overall. So at some point, I hope those get looked at a little bit more. But that list now, CC has the best ever mark uh, in Class A, 14 flat from last season. And right now on that Class A list, number two is Mackenzie Mellish from Fargo South in 2005, 1456. And uh, Kelsey's 1426 would definitely put her ahead of that. And I know we've had a rich history of Class B hurdlers too. So there might be a few other names that we're missing on there that'd be in the mix, but just two of the best to ever do it. Getting to do it on the same track in the same heat, something we would hardly ever see since they're in two different classes. So to me, that was one of the premier races this weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> that, I mean, man, I feel like Kelsey just like went down there and like I following the meet on Instagram and stuff. I feel like every other post that I saw was was her, you know, setting a new, you know, Dakota Relays record or, you know, some some sort of stuff like that. So great to see that even, you know, sometimes when you go to these big meets, you it's not that you pull punches, but maybe you just like pick one or two like events to really, really focus on and and get the job done. But, you know, it was business as usual uh, for, for Kelsey, 100 hurdles, 300 hurdles, and then uh, that, that special 200 as well, um, which, you know, Anytime you can get two of the state's, you know, best runners of all time that are in different classes against each other, like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that hard. I feel like to, to be able to to match athletes up like that when you when you have such unique, you know, levels of talent. Uh, but for whatever reason, it, it just doesn't happen all that often. But we got it, you know, we got it in the hundred hurdles at this at the Howard Wood Relays, and we got it in the two hundred. Um, so. You just, I don't know, you just, you just love to see it. And so it's some of those races that uh, should go down in history as, you know, some of the, the, the best races of, of all time. So, um, yeah, you got anything to, anything to say about that, Ryan? No, I couldn't have said it better myself, Cam. I mean, to, to kind of highlight that, that 200, CC did get Kelsey in the 200. Uh, Elise Wisniewski from from Central Cast is also in that race, um, as well as Jasmine Berry from Dickinson. So, I mean, you have <clears throat> four of the top five times in the state right now were set in that Howardwood Dakota Relays Special 200. Uh, CC running 24-39. Elise coming from the back to uh, edge out Kelsey. 2462, Kelsey 2483, and then Jasmine Berry 2545 in that race. So uh, that, that was a great race to watch because, I mean, Kelsey just got out of the blocks so hard. Uh, and, you know, CeCe pretty much matched her. And then, uh, like I was saying, you know, Elise kind of, I, I wouldn't say she had like a, a slower start, but definitely had a stronger finish than Kelsey. Uh, so just, just really cool to, uh, I don't know, the 200, man, I think the 200 is one of, you know, at least in the sprints, it's one of the most uh, exciting races to watch. It's, it's kind of the easiest, I think, to follow. And it's long enough where you can you can kind of see the story, like, develop of, you know, who's pulling away or coming from behind, you know. Uh, the 400 is great, too, but I think the stagger is just, like, uh, a little too big to, 
to really know who's like in the in the lead and stuff like that. So I mm -hmm. I love watching the two hundred. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, the two hundred is uh, it's fun, and I think that's why over the years you've got more sprinters at the professional level that are running that because they know that the hundred's great, and everybody knows if you win the hundred, you're the fastest person on the planet. But the two hundred, it's got a little bit more drama to it, and you can. You know, you can have to two totally different runners. A hundred, you've got to be fast. If you have a slow start, uh, you just because you're fast doesn't mean you can make up for it, or vice versa. If you're super, super fast and uh, you lose it somewhere along the way, or you just kind of lose form or whatever reason, it's over in the blink of an eye. But the two hundred, yeah, it's it's great and uh, a good one for the fans to watch. And I think at the state meet, hopefully on the Class B side, we'll have a really good matchup again and class a2 we're starting to get some fast times and it'll be it'll be just good to watch i'm very very excited for the next couple of weeks if if you can't convey that from my voice yeah yeah it's heating up things are heating up now we didn't prepare a whole lot for the college conference weekend we've got hopefully some more information coming out on that we might even who knows revive the newsletter and share some information or Share something on social media. So stay tuned for that. But just know that Cam and I are going to be at the Summit League Championships this weekend. We're going to be up in the press box uh, announcing on the live stream. On Thursday, uh, we'll have special guest Tyler Enerson bringing you some of the information on the field events. Cam's going to come in Thursday night and join him. They'll talk the 10K. And then on Friday and Saturday, Cam will be bringing you all the action from the track and the field. And we're really, really excited for it. It's a beautiful facility. You were there. I have not been yet. Tell us yeah. a little bit about it. Yeah, I think sometimes with like a new uh, track and field facility, you can kind of, my like concern was that it was going to feel uh, like open, you know, because sometimes the landscaping sort of stuff hasn't, you know, trees haven't grown in or, you know, it might be still, you know, kind of muddy around the outside, stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe that's just the the high school tracks that I've been to when they're brand new, but um anyway yeah i went went to ndsu's home meet uh last weekend and the energy is good it feels really good you know i don't know if it's the way that they have the track set up with the where the high jump and long jump pits are and stuff but when when you get athletes on the track and fans in the stands you know it feels like a like a really enjoyable and easy place to to watch the track so yeah really excited to uh to be there and to, to be given the play-by-play the -play action. Uh, Ryan, do you have a, do you have an event that you're particularly excited? I know, I know you were telling me we haven't had a, a real good chance to kind of dig into how the, the summit league is set up uh, so far, uh, you know, the season or what the storylines are, but any, anything that you're particularly excited for? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, one of the last races that I remember on that track, because it's been a while since I've had a home meet. I think it was 2021. And then obviously with COVID, there weren't a lot of meets and et cetera. But one of the last, well, it would have been the last time conference was held on that track. The women's 400 was insane. And Alexis Woods ran 52.99 uh, to become the conference champion. So I'm really excited for some of the 400s. And on the men's side, who else leads it uh, in the conference besides North Dakota Native? Jake Levine, uh, he's run really quick. His 200 this weekend was nuts. But he's run 47.39 for the 400. 
hot on his heels is SDSU's Reed Brzezinski, who's around 47-49. So I think that's going to be a slugfest, but how cool would it be for a Fargo kid to win a conference meet on the NDSU track? Yeah. Yeah, and then on the women's side, I was just going to say, we've got a good battle. So um, Serrington Jones from South Dakota State has run 53-91. Uh, and then Annalie Robinson from South Dakota has run 53.95. And they're both just sophomores. So I feel like this is, you know, a duel that's been going back and forth for a couple of years now, but one that we're going to get to be treated to more in the future. So for me, I think it's the 400s. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Yeah, I feel like, you know, 400 is, uh, I don't know, the Summit League has, has produced some some super stellar 400-meter runners over the years. You know, NDSU has a pretty, pretty good history of sending, you know, the women's uh, four by four, you know, to, to the NCAA meet and, oh man. Yeah. Great pick. Uh, and I think I'm, what am I most excited about? I mean, <clears throat> it'd be fun to, you know, see Jacob Rodine, you know, another North Dakota guy, you know, we've talked about him a bunch in that 800, you know, UND has put together, you know, some, some challengers to him, you know, not, they haven't run as fast as he has this season, but they've, they've run quick, you know, and with prelims and, um, you know, championship meet, right. You know, the, the performance lists don't mean anything, throw them out the window, you know, we're racing now. So, uh, that, that's going to be a great race to watch. And then, uh, and one of the, I think the last, the last summit league meet that I was at was down at, um, it was two, would have been two summit league meets ago down in uh, at USD in Vermilion and maybe the most exciting race that I've ever seen uh, was the 1500 Josh Simin from Fargo or from a, uh, from NDSU <clears throat> kind of out of nowhere, just kicked for a, a massive, a massive victory. Uh, he won the summit league uh, title last year as well. So he's going for the three peat in the 1500. So uh, it'll be fun to, to see him try and try and defend that. And uh, man, yeah, lots, lots of exciting things uh, to look forward to. For sure. For sure. So, Hey, if you've stuck with us this far, we're happy that you've been listening. Uh, continue to follow us on social media, interact with us, like our content, let us know if there's any guests you want on as things kind of get a little less hectic for the two of us. We're hoping we'll kind of get back in our routine of getting more guests when we talk, I know that gets boring after a while, but we really enjoy catching up and talking about track. So if we've been doing a good job and we've been filling you in, yeah, make sure you let us know. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be posting things about upcoming conference meets, you know, how to watch, where to watch, some people to keep your eyes on, etc. And so be on the lookout for that. And then if you're going to be in Fargo this weekend at the Summit League Championships, be sure to find us. We still somehow have some stickers left. I don't know. I want to get rid of them. They've just been floating around in my backpack. So if you want a sticker, if you just want to say hi, uh, do that as well. We'd be more than happy to chat with you guys. So with that being said, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.